Welcome to the Black Wolf Media Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Evans. This is a show where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and business owners, and we talk about their brands and entrepreneurship journeys. Let's get into this episode. All right, guys, welcome to the Black Wealth Media Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Evans. I have a special guest, guys. She's the CEO and founder of Fox Grand Lux. Uh, it's a hair glue adhesive. Am I correct, Karen? Yes, you are correct. All right. If you don't mind, Karen, tell, tell the people a little bit about yourself and, you know, how you came up with this and, you know, all about your brand. So, um, I, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on your show. Um, no problem. Thank you. Thank you for having a platform where we can discuss, you know, entrepreneurship and you get in contact with people like myself, African-American woman, that's just trying. Yes, ma'am. Um, so I started this um, product. I, I began to search for this product, first of all, um, at the beginning of COVID, uh, kind of sort of towards the middle of COVID. I, I had my son um, in February of 2020. And, you know, the world kind of stopped moving in March of 2020. Right. So, yeah, I had my son and this is my second child and I experienced something called postpartum shedding, which is yeah. new to me because when I had my daughter, I was much younger. I don't know if it's just hormones, the age, I don't know what it is, but you know, different pregnancies come different things. Right. And with my son, I experienced postpartum shedding. So I'm used to having this nice, long, thick hair. You know, I get my weave sewed in every now and then, and my, my braids and stuff like that. And now something that is so important to Black women was, was shedding, which was my edges. Yeah. And I don't know if you know how important edges are. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Right. Especially the baby hairs. Like, that can either make or break your day, right? Yeah. So. Here I am with this brand new baby that I really can't show off to the world, but, you know, I could go outside, go for walks. I go to my parents' house that didn't live too far from me and my edges were falling out. So I had, a, I had an option. I can either get it braided or slap on a wig. And I did attempt to do braids, but I felt like when you go get your hair braided, your, your edges are really sensitive and- yeah. You know, depending on where you go, if you know, you know, you go to Harlem, you get them braids done by them Africans. And sometimes you'll you'll have a good braider and you won't lose your edges. And sometimes it can really mess up your follicles and, and you can lose your hair. Yeah. So I did that and I felt like it helped a little bit, but I felt like it did more damage on one side of my head than the other. So I was kind of back in another situation where it's like, well, what do I do? How can I, you know, look decent? I want to feel beautiful. And I, I, um, I decided to try a wig. I've never, I knew nothing about wigs. I never had one on before and I went and got it done. And again, if you know, like black women, they go get their hair done. It's not cheap, right? right. So <laughs> you got to buy the hair, you right. got an appointment, you got to come with your hair braided, this, that, like, it's a whole lot of requirements just to get your hair done. And then you got to kind of wait a month before you could even get the appointment. And I paid all this money. I got it done. And it looked amazing. I went to this really um, famous person. She got got it done. And it looked amazing for like three days. But then it started itching really bad. On my yeah. And I had to rip it off. And when I took it off, 
I had so many bumps on my forehead because I had some type of reaction to whatever it was. I assumed that it was the glue. Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, it's got to be a better way for us black women to look nice and still have a protective style with our hair, you know, without having it being damaged. So that's when I started looking into a better glue that can last a little bit longer, um, that was sensitive to your skin and for something that I would be able to, uh, I guess, like have for the long run where I wouldn't have to keep going to often and maybe something I could do myself. So that's yeah. kind of where and for me looking into uh, a good adhesive for wigs for not just women, but men too. Men, I've seen yeah. men starting to put on, you know, the hair on top and going to the... Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not discriminating. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think that's interesting. Like, as you were talking, the one thing that stood out to me was, you know, it's like the spirit of a, a true entrepreneur just, you know, came up and you really, like, you, you, you found a problem that you were dealing with and you knew that, okay, there are other black women that are probably dealing with this as well. And so you also found a solution. And so my question to you is like, when you were doing your research, trying to find a better, you know, glue product that was more sensitive to your skin, where was the first place you started? So I started um, looking, first of all, I looked at the products that was on the market and I tried a few that was there. And the traditional glues that are on the market now, I feel like you have to do a lot more in order to get the same um, hole that my glue now has. Back then they didn't have, it, there's, it's still like, besides my glue, there isn't anything that I've seen or used that's on the market in your beauty supply stores that gives you the hold and the longevity of the glue and it's waterproof, saltproof. Um, so I started looking at manufacturers overseas to see where I would be able to get like a mass production where I could work with an engineer, someone that understood the idea of the, the hair glue and how to change it because I, they, it was a, a void right now in, for hair. It's not there. And it's surprising because there's so many people making these glues for us, but it's not being made by us. If yeah. that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like they, how yeah. do you know what we need? Like had, had exactly. focal group. Is there like, are we going into the communities where black women are wearing wigs and things like, like where's the, the information coming from that this is the product that y'all are giving us? Yeah. Mm, that's a good one. Okay. And so, my next question, like, you know, when you were looking for suppliers and engineers, was that a difficult process? Like, and, and if so, like, how long did it take you to, you know, find, um, you know, the the right people? So, yeah, I will say it, it, it is a difficult process. Well, yes and no, because it's difficult if you allow it to be difficult for you, right? Like, there's going to be a lot of things that come your way when you're trying to succeed or move up the chain in life just in general there's going to be a lot of things that get thrown at you but it depends on how you handle those things and if you let those things stop you right because it could only be difficult if you allow it to so I kept reaching out to different um 
engineers, like I said, overseas, and I would have them send me samples, which is not cheap. If you have mailed anything by DHL or overseas, it's not, you know, cheap. Yeah. But that's what kind of took a longer time because if you have more capital in the beginning, you can go, to, you can hit like maybe six, seven, maybe 10, 20 factories or manufacturers and say, hey, send me what you have. But you have to remember, you have to pay for those those samples to be sent to you. And I yeah. think where a lot of people kind of give up at because they'll find a manufacturer to, to produce a product for them or to produce, you know, phone case or something that they might be selling. And then they'll find one company and order a hundred without actually getting a sample of it. And then you spend all this money and now you have a hundred uh, products in your house in boxes all over the place. And now it's, it's garbage because you didn't take the time out to get samples up front. So anytime I'm doing anything, when I'm, working on my company, expanding my line. I always get samples. I always try it out. And yes, it does cost a little bit up front. But to me, I rather put in the work in the beginning and build a great foundation than to have something like not so stable later on. Yeah. Okay. And and so when it comes to the samples, like how did you figure out, you know, when you tested them out, how did you figure out like what, what was the perfect one? So I basically just tested it on myself. So I, yeah. I, I used it and I, I tried to figure out what was going to solve the problem that I had. And one of the problems that myself and a lot of women have is that we have very oily skin. Um, yeah. The normal things like getting up, working, walking. I take the train from Brooklyn to downtown Brooklyn. You know, it, the humidity is hot. You want to you hustling bustling i have a three-year-old now so it's like you move if you work out like all these things cause you to sweat my male lady uses my glue she's like it's the best thing that you know she has because yeah. she's in the sun all day so i one i tested it on myself and two i bought samples and i gave it out to people that i knew that would give me their honest opinion mm, i felt okay. like that was like that was that's actually gold for me yeah my demographic and my niche is 18 to 24. And the college that I work at is minority African-American women. And Ooh. that's the age group, right? So here it is. I'm looking at women that look like me, were once me at a younger age. And I'm, I'm answering a younger version of me, my problems that I had, you know, growing up with not being able to have my hair look the way I want it to look without having it permed or dyed and fried. I didn't want that. I wanted to be able to leave my hair naturally intact without having to, you know, to put all these chemicals in. So yeah. I used them as my focal point to tell me like what was what. And when I found this particular manufacturer that would work with me and make it the way I wanted it to, and they finally sent me back the sample that I needed, I, I knew I had struck gold. Yeah. And I, I like giving out the samples. I think, you know, I, when you said that was gold for you, I, I think that could be gold for anyone. That's like um, I, I think of like a pre-sale, like when you're pre-selling um, uh, tickets to see who will come to your show. Okay. Like you, you get an idea of if your audience, you know, Absolutely. the audience that you want to talk to, you get an idea if they actually want to buy your product. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. That's like you have to and people. People sometimes they they when they want to create a brand or a business or a, a product of their own, they don't understand that 
you have to, you got to put up that money up front. You got to get the samples. You got to, you got, you might have to give out a few things. You might have to send things to people that you, maybe you didn't hear back from, but you know, you have to put, you got to do the groundwork to get yeah. started. Like having a great focal point and having your, your ear to the streets and listening to what they want is, is primary. Like it's, it's key is king. It, it, that's like, that's, that's what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I think it's, and I want to say this, I, I think it's even more gold that you were already like right there where there are plentiful, you know, it's plentiful with African-American women. Right. Um, so I think that just, that that's dope that it made the process easier for you. Yeah. And, and I, so, I also yeah, yeah. stepped out of the box too, because like there's, like if you go into, there's a a, um, a mall not too far from me, it's King's Plaza Shopping Mall. I don't know if you've ever been to, to New York, but um, Flatbush area, the junction, all these areas where there are, you can't walk down the block without walking past a, a female or even a guy, like I said, not discriminating in a lace front. So the, the, your audience is there, but a lot yeah. of times people are afraid to approach strangers and to ask a question and to ask, Hey, what kind of glue do you use? Like, I, I can't tell you how many people I've walked up to in Target on a train in in subways and anywhere and I say hey what kind of glue do you use have you yeah. tried this glue have you know what do you like about the glue how long does your glue last I, I ask I walk up to anybody and I tell them hey I'm trying to create a glue I have a company I have a business what are some things that you like what don't you like has this glue ever broke your skin out are you allergic to anything you have to ask questions if you want to really build a great business you have to know yeah. what the people want yeah, and, and and the fact that you said that, that brings me to, like, market research. That is, like, what you were doing right there, that's, like, the epitome of it. And so I think people, like, especially like everybody that's listening, I think, man, definitely take note for it. You know, this is for everybody that wants to start a business, that you have something you want to create. Um, definitely take note from Karen and all that she's done. And so um, my next question to you is, like, when – stepping out of your comfort zone and just getting the opinion of like, you know, your potential audience, you know, what kind of things were going through your mind and like, were you like taking note of everything that everybody was saying? Yeah, I was definitely taking notes of it from what everyone was saying. I, I knew what the problem was. So I was getting a lot of the problems, um, which was the, the long, um, if they go on vacation, is it waterproof? Is it going to come off in, in the water? You know, a lot of women, they either get braids or a good wig, especially to a warm island where they know they're going to be in water and stuff like that. And that's important. Some people go out there to celebrate certain um, occasions, birthdays, anniversaries, things. You want to look good. So yeah. I knew what the problem was. What I was morally listening to were some of the, I guess, the, the things that I didn't think of, like if someone was allergic, what is something within the glue that would cause them to break out? Those yeah. were the things that were, you know, that I was a little bit different for me, for me listening to, because I, I didn't go to school for like bio and chemists and things like that to know exactly what could affect someone's skin and what mixes with another product or chemical that could create someone to have an allergic reaction. So yeah. those were the things that, really helped me and I 
lot of tips too, because once they knew about the glue, they helped me move into another product line, which was like mm. hair oil and lash glue. Because okay. like you get your hair done and the next thing is your makeup got to be on point. You know what right. I mean? Like you want your lashes and your face to look nice as well. And then while your hair is under this wig, you want it to grow. You want your hair to do something while it's just sitting there in braids. Yeah. So that I'm telling you like, their information back to me was like I said, it was key. It was like a focal point. It was an audience for me, giving me all the things I needed to in return give them back the product that they were requesting. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you 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 done your market research, um, and you've created your glue. How did you figure out like before you actually created the glue, how did you figure out like what kind of, you know, recipe, like, did you actually have a recipe that you created or like, did you have certain, you know, chemicals that you wanted in the glue? Like, What's good, everyone? If you guys are enjoying this show, please be sure to share this with a friend, family member or coworker and leave a five star review. Now back to this episode. Peace. How did you do that? So I did a lot of studying on YouTube University. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I went yep. on YouTube and again, I didn't even know what it was that caused my skin to break out until I started looking at women on YouTube and again, asking questions and speaking mm, to yeah. hairstylists that were installing these wigs and what were they doing? How was their process? What are some... It, like, if you go on YouTube and you put in, you know, this glue broke my skin, there's going to be tons of videos and it's going to show you why. And yeah. one of the things that I, I realized was alcohol. A lot of women uses use alcohol to wipe their skin off before they apply a wig because alcohol will dry the, al the oil out of your skin and have your skin really clean and smooth for you to apply this, um, this wig and this lace. Yeah alcohol actually doesn't work well with any glue that's on the market. So even though at the time when my skin broke out from it, I thought it was the glue, but in all actuality, it was the alcohol. That's what I'm wow. thinking. Alcohol mixed with the products. Even now, even if I go someplace now and they, they I get my wig put on and they like the last time the lady was like, can I use alcohol? And I forgot to tell her not to use the alcohol. She used it. And my skin kind of was irritated by it. And I was like, I knew she had to have used alcohol on my face while, you know, we were chatting and she was doing my hair. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I looked into and got some information. And I, I really just read the ingredients and spoke with the engineers that have already been manufacturing these products. And I just basically told them how to tweak it, how I wanted it tweaked. You know, I personalized it based on what people were telling me they wanted and what I wanted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. When you were talking about the alcohol, um, because like, you know, I'm bald now, but when I was younger, um, growing up in Raleigh, North Carolina, that's where I'm from. Um, my dad, we, we always went to the barbershop, you know, like every two weeks. And even when I was in college, I went to the barbershop. And as soon as you're getting, you're done getting a lineup, <laughs> you're the barber, they slap a whole bunch of alcohol. And so- yeah, like that junk used to burn. And so like 
I have sensitive skin on my head. And so I always broke out. Like I will always break out like in the back and that's where they put the most alcohol. And so now that you're saying that it's like kind of coming around full circle. Yeah. It makes sense. I just cured you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense. Alcohol. So now I tell people to use like, um, uh, like a sea breeze, which is like uh, a makeup uh, yeah. cleaner. Yeah, like something that's not an astringent that's not as strong as alcohol. And it's something mm-hmm. as simple as that. Like research can help so many women that felt like maybe they couldn't wear a wig or, you know, yeah. and that go get their, their hair cut and stuff like that. You just stay away from the alcohol. It'll give you a lot less bumps. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So, you know, now that you, when you got to the point of creating your product, how did you distribute it? And, you know, being that you already had your audience and they were ready to buy from you, like, I'm pretty sure marketing was, was easy, but like, what was your, what was your, uh, marketing tactic and, you know, how did you distribute your product? So, okay. So marketing was not easy actually. So what I started <laughs> doing was. I knew that I had um, a pro- I knew that I wanted to sell a product. That's first of all. I didn't know anything about marketing, but what I did know was you have to have an audience, obviously, to sell your product. And I knew if you had at least one thousand followers and at least a hundred of them were to buy your product, then you'd be able to make a few dollars. So yeah. I had a different mindset, and I, I really want anyone that's listening to really hone in in what I'm, I'm trying to convey right now. I, I realized that if you have one product that doesn't need to be replenished every 30 or 60 days, if someone buys your product, if it's a t-shirt, if it's a hat, if that hat never gets damaged, stolen, you know, uh, anything on it or the shirt doesn't get damaged, they, if they don't really love your brand and need to buy these things over and over, they're not, that's it. I, I, it's one and done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't have to keep buying the same thing over and over, but if you have something that needs to be replenished now, then I'll see you every 30 days. So what I figured out was if I could create an audience and it's something that needs to be replenished every 30 days, then I'll be in, I'll be, you know, I'll get my feet, but with the, the funds and I'll be making a few dollars. So yeah. what started doing was on Instagram, I started doing reels. And when Mm. I started doing the reels, I didn't do reels on my product. I started doing funny reels because when you can invoke an emotion out of someone, they're more likely to follow you. If you can make somebody laugh, if you can make somebody smile, if you can talk about love or something some if you're getting something out of a person an emotion motivation something out of that person or they're getting something out of you when they're listening to you they're more likely to come back so i started growing my audience on jokes Mm. (laughs) in january of um 2022 or 2020 yeah i think 2021 or 2022 i can't even remember it's been a while now but i started doing voiceovers i just would find like a funny clip that someone else had done and I tried to make a spin on it. Like, you know, I would do a joke or I would prank my parents or something. And, you know, like the major hypes, this is a comedian on Instagram and, you know, like just something funny where people would be drawn to me. And then once I knew I had 
some eyes other than my friends and family, then I was like, I'm going to put my product out. Mm, and that's smart. What I did was my daughter, my daughter just turned 15. Yeah. So, you know, TikTok wasn't always TikTok. It was Musical.ly back in the days. Right. And she's she's been on Musical.ly since then. And I said to her, can you teach me how to use TikTok? And she wouldn't teach me. She's like, mom, you're too old for that. You're not about to be, you know, like she, she yeah. had to play me. So I was like, <laughs> you know, like I'm trying to build an empire for us. I know that the jokes you might not, you know, like some of her friends might've seen the jokes and they're like, oh, your mom, you know, and maybe that was a little embarrassing to her, but I'm like, I, I have a plan. Right. So I downloaded TikTok and every night I was on TikTok right before I would go to bed. So I had a, a personal account and then I, I had purchased, well, not purchased, but built my 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 company's name on TikTok, but I never used it. I yeah. just used my personal account and I would scroll and I would get ideas and I would save videos. And then I started building a, a following on TikTok. Mm. And once my... Once I started building a following TikTok, I said, you know what, let me do a soft launch and start putting out um, teasers to my glue on TikTok. And at the time I had 79 followers on TikTok. Yeah. And I said, let me start putting out teasers. And one day I said, my husband was asleep. Now he snores really hard. <laughs> he <laughs> works two jobs and yeah. I'm gonna glue this damn wig to his forehead while he's sleeping. And at first I was like, I'm just going to do it to get back at him because I can never sleep. He wakes me up every night <laughs> yeah. snoring and I can never go back to sleep. And I said, you know, what? I'm going to get him back. So I glued the wig to his head while he was sleeping. <laughs> I swear, I never thought this video would blow up like it did. Yeah. It blew up. It blew up overnight. Like he jumped up out of his sleep and he was trying to yank it off so hard <laughs> and it wouldn't come off. And everybody was in my comments. Like he looks like the black Jesus. He looks so good. I don't know why he's upset. He looked better with the wig on. Like, oh man. It, first of all, it showed so much things in the video. It showed yeah. how well the glue lasted, how strong the glue was. He jumped in the shower. He tried to wash it off with shampoo and conditioner. It would not come off. That showed that it was waterproof. Yeah. And it just was like, and it melted really well. It looked like it was his hair. Like you couldn't see where the wig was actually attached to his skin. Yeah. So I had people in the comments like, okay, yeah, that's a joke. That's really his hair until they saw in the next video where I took it off his head with the remover. So that's kind of where marketing started for me. And yeah. when I, I looked at my Shopify store at that moment, like maybe 24 hours after the video started blowing up, I had like 500 people on the website. So I kind of wow. got forced into soft launching my, my company in the, in the end of January, January 29th, because I really wanted it to be launched on my birthday, February 10th. Yeah. But I, I couldn't because I had so much, you know, volume and, and and the analytics was there, the engagement was there. So I had to soft launch. And once yeah. I did that and once I realized like, you know, those type of videos were the ones that really stuck out to show the actual product, not any bull crap around it, not, nothing like that. I just wanted to show how well the product worked. And yeah. that I didn't even want to show my face because I didn't want anyone to attach the product to a person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See the product. That that's a, that's an amazing story. And, and I want to ask you, like when you saw all this the next day, 24 hours later, like, did you feel overwhelmed? Like, 
Were you excited with the emotion? Like, what was going through your mind? Um, so yeah, I was really excited about it. Um, really, it it wasn't so much the the blow up of the video. It was more of like the my like I don't know if anybody has Shopify, but when you get that little cha ching on your phone, mm, yeah. <laughs> That's when it, that's when my heart started racing because I yeah. I'm like okay you know people actually they want this like this is something other than the people that I know friends and family that have seen my product they yeah. want this they know other people are having the same issues that we're having not just in Brooklyn because that was my focal point I'm in Brooklyn New York yeah. but I was getting orders in Australia Malaysia. Like wow. I have people in Africa to this day still hitting me up. I'm trying to figure out a way how to send them stuff in Africa, but like in all these, I had um Alaska. Like I just was like, this is amazing. Like yeah, you know, it's not just I, I figured out a pro a way to solve a problem not just for right. my state for everyone across right. the country. So that's kind of where I got excited, and um. Yeah, that was really. It, it, my husband was a little like, uh, people was laughing at me at work, and people, you know, they asked me as I'm coming down the street, yeah, how to get the wig off and stuff like that. But overall, he was a good sport about it. But that's kind of when I really started getting excited. That's awesome. That's so cool. Okay, so I want to ask you, um, one of my one of my last questions here is, what advice would you give to people when it comes to building a brand? Um, so I, I, I was thinking about a question like this for a while and it's cliche to say, just don't give up. But I feel like if I could go back in time, like 10 years ago to the younger version of me, I would tell myself to a hundred percent find someone that is a mentor to you mm. and somebody that's within your field that you can lean on for some advice here and there because even to this day right now i it's just it's literally just me yeah. i don't have i come from a west indian background my both my parents are from jamaica um they came to this country and they work really hard and they and their american dream is to work for you know 60 and 70 years and then retire and you know that's that's some i'm like there's more to life than that but i yeah. just didn't how to get there and until social media became so much more you know we had like facebook and stuff when when i was in college you you had to have a, a college email to get on facebook i you know like i didn't see people's lives i didn't we didn't get to see what how a celebrity lived or woke up and yeah until i was able to like really see that there is so much more out there in life and that if you have the the rule book to how to get those things, it's so obtainable. It's mm. so obtainable. And I know a mentor isn't like down the block or you can just, you know, Google where's a mentor and you could just find a mentor that simple. But put yourself out there. There's something called Evite or I think it's Evite or Ebrite, I think it is. And you can go to like mixers and you type in entrepreneur workshops, you type in um, businesses, workshops, you can type in so many things on these little community of, of groups and find people. You can go on Facebook and find a group that is something that you're interested in, whether it's mechanical things or products or parties or, you know, Airbnbs and find a mentor, find someone that you can 
reach out to and talk to and ask questions and, and just feed off of and don't give up. A lot of times people think that once you get to a level of success that you are good, you, you always are going to need somebody to, you know, feed off of, get information yeah. off of, or even to look up to. Like I listen to Steve Harvey, Men, uh, Motivational on YouTube all the time. If I see an interview or something on him or, or Tyler Perry, even though they're not in my field at all, like they're yeah. not hair products, but they have a level of success because they come from a place where they were consistent and they didn't give up. Right. And that's just what I need. I need to hear that every day. Some days I don't, I'm not reminded of those things. You got to look in the mirror and say, yo, I could do it. If they could do it, I could do it. And, and listen to those things every day. And it's, for me, it's like a little mental health. Like it, it gets me going it, it fires me up. And that's something that I would tell anyone to find a mentor and never, ever, ever give up. If you have that burning feeling inside of you, it's there for a reason. Just keep going. Mm, I love it. Karen Fox, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you. much. That was Thank awesome. You. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I really uh, thank you. I really appreciate you guys for reaching out and giving me this opportunity to interview. Yeah. I appreciate you also for taking the interview. It's like this, like I said, it's, it's not out there. Like we don't have a lot of people that are, you know, wanting to hear our stories or giving us the platform to, to reach out to another sister, brother and extend our hand and say, yo, I'm here to help. Like, and that's one thing that I'm definitely here to do. If yeah. anybody DMs me, if anybody, sends me a, a message, even an email. Hey, I need help. I'm, I'm on the phone with them. I'll chat. Cause I want to be able to, to do what somebody else wasn't able to do for me. Oh yeah, definitely. And speaking of that, like how can people get in touch with you? Yeah. So I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I have an email. So on Instagram, I'm lovely to spelled L U V L E E the number two. Um, um, my business page is Fox Grand Lux, which is F-O-X-G-R-A-N-D-L-U-X. Um, and it's the same thing on social on, on the other social medias, which is TikTok. And you can always shoot me an email at foxgrandlux at gmail.com. And I answer everybody's messages. I, I return, you know, like it's me you're talking to. <laughs> you're not talking to an assistant. Yeah. Talking to me. So I'm here. Awesome. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Karen, if you don't mind, could you leave the audience with a nice message? Um, sure. I would say, um, so it, it's a little bit for, for people that are in business. And um, it's something that I heard Chris Jenna say. And she said, um, in, in business, be humble. Um, and also... Let me get it right. Hold on. She said, um, in, in business, be humble and act as if you can't afford a loaf of bread when in fact you own the bakery. Mm, I like that. I felt like that was a, a mic dropper for me. So yeah, I like that. I, I like that. <laughs> got to be humble. You got to be. Yeah. Humble. So I like that. All right, guys. Well, that's the end of the episode, guys. Again, I'm your host, Adrian Evans. Our special guest was Karen Fox, guys. She is the CEO and founder of Fox Grand Lux. You guys should definitely look into that, especially ladies. Um, I hope you guys definitely took some notes, man, because she dropped some gems about branding, 
market research, figure out who your audience is. Um, but yeah, guys, that's the end of the episode and we're going to get out of here. Peace. If you're a supporter of our podcast, then you'll love our newsletter. Every week, we give you a sneak peek in the upcoming episodes and the guests that we have featured. And we also let you know about exciting live events that we have planned for the future. So if you're looking to stay up to date on everything going on in the world of the Black Wealth Media podcast, be sure to go in the show notes and subscribe to our newsletter today. All right, guys, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for sticking around. If you guys really enjoyed this show, please leave a five-star review and share this with a friend, family member, or coworker. And if you guys have any suggestions as far as what to talk about on the show and who review, please email us at blackwolfmedia18 at gmail.com. Again, our email is blackwolfmedia18 at gmail.com. Thank you, guys. Until next time.